Woo! Welcome everybody to the Lines and Laces Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Ace Bug. Let's jump into these sports topics for today. <laughs> you know it. I'm back with another episode of the Lines and Laces Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Ace Bug. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We got another jam-packed episode, man. Week official, week one, college football. Uh, we got some NFL contract talks with Lamar Jackson. Guaranteed, not guaranteed. Russell Wilson signing that big deal uh, for $160 million. So we got to talk, man. We got to talk. Pittsburgh Steelers naming uh, Mitch Trubisky the starting quarterback. And, of course, we got to talk college football and the Ohio State University, man, and talk them Buckeyes, baby. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. First and foremost, before we go into any further sports topic, we have to give a round of applause at the D Lines and Laces podcast for Miss Serena Williams, the GOAT at the tennis thing, man. Shout out to her, man. Like I said, at the Lines and Laces podcast, we cover all sports, man. So, shout out to Serena Williams, man. What a great career, man. Let's clap it up for her, man. She deserves it. Let's give her the flowers. Let's give her all the applause. Now, let's get back to it, man. First and foremost, man, Deshaun Watson has shaken the league up in so many different ways. And the way in which I want to talk about first, or <laughs> the way in which I want to talk about it today is first, that contract, $230 million, $250, I'm sorry, $250 million guaranteed. That's nuts, man. It's unheard of in the NFL. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, um, usually baseball, basketball, a lot more of their contracts or a greater percentage, if not 100% of their contract, is usually guaranteed bar Barring you void any terms of your contract agreement. Now, the NFL, has that's something they've been fighting for for years. Player unions have gone to battle with trying to get that fully guaranteed money for their players. And it's just not something the NFL's owners have been able to budge on. But Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, you know, made history. They were in need of a quarterback. They wanted to move off Baker. They felt like. Deshaun Watson could get them over the top. He was a free agent. They they got into a bidding war with Atlanta. They won, right? So uh, the question is, does that contract reset the market, or is it just an outlier? Well, two things can be true. Is it an outlier? Yes. Did it reset the, reset the market? Also, yes. Um, and it reset the market for folks like Lamar Jackson. Now, what did also hurt Lamar is Russell Wilson signed a five-year deal, I believe, for $160 million guaranteed. Now, what people are saying is, well, if Russ is willing to take that kind of cat-friendly deal, team-friendly deal, and he's you know Super Bowl champion, league MVP, multiple-time pro bowler, all those kinds of things, why, Lamar, then can you not – not Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, not league MVP – Lamar, why can you not do those? Why can't you make give us a team friendly deal? Well, 
as successful as Lamar has been in the first three years, Baltimore, <laughs> Ozzy Newsome, hear me when I say this, GM of the Baltimore Ravens, you need to pay that man his money. Because if you don't pay him now, you're not going to be on the hook for $250 million guaranteed. I really think you'll be on the hook for a little closer to $300 million guaranteed. And maybe not three, $300 million on the head, probably like two seventy or whatever. But, you know, in the next two or three years, you got to pay Joe Burrow, not obviously not the Baltimore Ravens, but, you know, young quarterbacks that are going to be getting paid as the cap continues to rise and rise and money continues to flow, flow through the NFL. Joe Burrow's going to be making a bunch of money. Justin Herbert's going to be making a bunch of money. Uh, Josh Allen is probably going to be signing another big contract here soon, extension, in the next two or three years, and where he's going to be making a boatload of money as well. So what you need to do, Baltimore, is go ahead and pay the man. I mean, I get it. I get their hesitation, right? Somebody that puts himself in as much danger as Lamar Jackson does as far as his running style, you're a little hesitant, but you really got to jump in two feet, close your eyes and jump in the deep end because at this point, without Lamar Jackson, you guys aren't even winning 10 games. You're not winning 10 games. You're damn sure not going to the playoffs and making any noise. So pay him. And I think, you know, this year, you know, me personally, uh, if I was Lamar's agent, I'd be telling him to hold out. But he is his own agent. He's representing himself. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, loves to play football. You know, kudos to him. But, you know, he's uh, he's essentially betting on himself that, you know, he won't get hurt and he'll have a great season. And the Baltimore Ravens will have no choice but to pay him even more money, which is a good gamble. And I think the way Baltimore is structured this year, they're getting a lot of and I do mean a lot of the talent back from injury this year. I think I'm not gonna say MVP for the for Lamar this year, but I'm gonna say Baltimore makes it at least wins the first two rounds of the playoffs. Heard it here first. Bold prediction, I guess. Early prediction, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think the, that would be my prediction, man. So um, second NFL news, man. Moving over to Pittsburgh. They have named Mitch Trubisky the starter down there at Pittsburgh um, with Kenny Pickett backing him up. Kind of we all saw this coming. Uh, Mitch Trubisky probably a week ago got named one of the captains of the team. So I assume once we heard the captain that he was, you know, you're not actually going to be named the starting quarterback. Not that backup quarterbacks can't be the captain, but that's usually something that you, you know, leave for your starting quarterback. Um so we'll see how long Mitch can hold him off. We'll see how long. I give it three or four games, personally. Y'all tell me if I'm tripping, but I give it three or four games um, for Mitch to kind of, you know, have some ups, have some downs, and then probably game two or three will probably have some real down-downs. And then they'll send Kenny Pickett in there. But my hope, at least if, you know, any, it should be everybody else's hope if you're a Kenny Pickett fan or just fan of, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers being good at football. Um, you hope it works out for this year for Mitch. I hope, at least I hope it does. I hope Mitch plays well enough that gets it in the playoffs. Um, you know they get bounced. Mitch, you know, you know gets cut, traded. They he goes somewhere else and gets the opportunity to be a good backup. And he hands the reins over to Kenny Pickett next year. Um, I think that's what should happen. 
Will it happen? I don't know. It's my prediction, though. <laughs> we will see. We will see. We will see. Uh, what else? What else? What else? NFL football-wise that I am forgetting. No, I don't think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Now, what we got to talk about is these college football games. First and foremost, we got to talk about Monday night's game, that Clemson game, that Clemson-Georgia Tech game. Slow game, man. I watched that game. They really didn't get scoring until about the third quarter, man. I mean, it was it was slow, man. It was it was really slow. Um, I don't think Clemson is back personally. Um, DJ Uyulungule, uh, I don't I don't I don't think he's that guy, man. He's not Deshaun. He's not Trevor. He's not any of those guys. I mean, I don't even know if he's Taj Boyd, man. Shout out. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, slow game. Um, I thought Georgia Tech was going to play a lot better than that. Um, based on this weekend's game, I'll say the ACC is wide open. Um, you know, if you guys are avid listeners to the show, you'll know I've I picked NC State, the Wolf Pack, Wolf Pack to win the ACC for the football, and you know ECU took them to the wire. NC State, I mean, literally scraped it out by the hair on their chinny chin chin. If ECU can figure out in the four or five times they're in the red zone. You know, way to punch it in. I think we're having even a different conversation right there. Um, Pitt, Pitt was in a dogfight with West Virginia. Um, yeah, man. I just I think the ACC is wide open. Um, I don't think any one team, you know, has or not. You know, Miami went and put you know seventy on Bethune Cookman. That doesn't really tell me anything. Um, Shout out to Bethune Cookman for getting that money and getting that major TV contract, though. I mean, that's what's up. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, ACC is wide open. I don't see anybody just right now, at least, standing out for the ACC. They do got a bunch of teams in the top 25, I think, um, as the rankings come out. That's going right, to shake, shake up. Um, Ohio State, wow. We actually slid down a spot. Georgia actually jumped us. And it's because. How tight we played Notre Dame. Now, let's talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about a couple of things, a couple of things, right? Number one, I was impressed with Ohio State's defense. If you listen to the podcast at all last year during college football, you will know our defense was marinated soft chicken. You cut through it with a butter knife and it's going to fall apart. Fall right off the bone, seasoned it, slow cooked it, marinated it. Our defense was horrid. Hard red. Whatever you wanted, you could have. We was open. 7-11, 24-7. You dig? I mean, it, it was bad, right? So we, we retooled it. We went and got defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State. Um, if somebody would have told me before prior to this game, we were going to hold Notre Dame with 10 points, I would have said you're freaking nuts. Like, I, I probably would have predicted the score, honestly, like 32-21. Right, instead of 21-10. And honestly, our score is deceiving, man. And even the stats are deceiving. CJ played an okay game. He was really shaky in that first half. And not because really of his own doing. Offensive line was not firing off the ball at all. He was running for his life. Um, And Jigna Smith got hurt. Uh, It was just a lot. But, man, uh, Mayan Williams and my boy Travion Henderson – Absolutely started toting the rock in the second half. I mean, running 
that ball like some grown man is supposed to run the ball. And if anybody remembers, our recipe, and now CJ can just get rolling, the recipe for Ohio State to get the chips with the dip is an awesome running attack, a.k.a. Zeke Elliott in 2014-2015. Great receivers in Jigma Smith, Marvin Harrison Jr. And a defense with Dante Hall, who's going to be a star. You heard it here first. He's going to be a star on the defensive line. He's going to be a star. Right? Great defense that Benz doesn't break. We'll, you, we'll give up a good a big player too, right? But you're only going to get a field goal out of it. We're going to go down there and shove seven down your throat. So, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, I think we're going to have a good year. That was game one. Uh, Alabama, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, shout out to you guys, though. I mean, you guys look great. I think uh, you probably – Bryce Young has a really good shot of winning the Heisman again. But <laughs> – do we really get a really good look at Alabama this week? Utah State, come on. Come on, man. I mean, and to be honest, early in the first half of the game, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, the Ohio State game, and I'm like, God, dog, we should have did like like Miami and, 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 and Alabama and scheduled a two-up game, right? But we got a test. So we'll see. We'll see. Michigan looks good. Uh, Georgia did what you know. I thought they were gonna do to Oregon, which is beat the bricks off them, forty-nine three. They beat the bricks off them boys, man. I mean, Jesus. At this point, man, I don't even know if they should continue to play. <laughs> if Oregon should continue to play, man, because every time they play well, let me let me be quiet. They <laughs> they got us out of that game one last year, but I'm saying, especially every time they play somebody from the SEC, it's always like it's a slaughter. Every time. Not going. But we'll see. Michigan State looks good. Um, they play worse than Michigan, which is not a great team, but they still look good in general. Texas A&M, Sam Houston State, we didn't get a really good look at them. But I told you guys, Texas A&M, be careful. Michigan, man, we're going to have another bout with them, but we're going to definitely get that lick back. Believe it. Cincinnati, man, they lost to Arkansas 31-24. Uh, saw that coming. I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier today, and just in general, I was talking to uh, actually my dad too about it. Uh, Desmond Ritter, excuse me, Desmond Ritter was real man. He was really like that man. I think um, the fact that he, you know, a testament to that is the fact that he's in a dogfight, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta for the starting job as a rookie is nuts, man. Um, coming out of Cincinnati, the starting quarterback, the starting quarterback possibly is the Falcons. That's what's up, man. So I think there needs to be some respect put on that uh, defensive coordinator. Our defensive back uh, coach is from Ohio State. It's not a defensive coordinator at University of Cincinnati, and they got absolutely torched. Hence why we let them go. But hey, gotta watch out, man. Sometimes you know your friends ain't always the best, you know, coaches. So you know something to look at, man. Um, this week, man, we got Ohio deep Ohio State University, man. We got Arkansas State. It's going to be an absolute blowout, hopefully. Um, Alabama got Texas. That should be a good game, even though Texas isn't ranked. Um, they did start the season 1-0, and so I'm interested to see that. Um, big game next week is Tennessee and Pitt. Uh, it's a 3.30 slot game. That one's going to be a really good game. Uh, let me see. What's the late game? 
the late game. That Kentucky-Florida game coming on at 7, that's going to be a game you definitely, definitely want to tune into. And then if you're a late night owl, Saturday you're up late, uh, that Baylor-BYU game should be a heck of a game to take a look at. So definitely, definitely, if you're going to stay up, pay attention to that game. Now, um, really quick, before we get done with college football, let's talk rankings. Uh, Clemson slid out the top four. Michigan moved up in the top four. Um, like I said, just because of how they played. Um, Notre Dame fell all the way down to eight, which is not bad. That was, again, I don't mean to revisit this game, but that was a great-looking Notre Dame team. They got, they got grit this year. I think we're going to get a – if they do somehow climb their way back up into the top four, um, I think we're going to see a, a really good Notre Dame team, a different Notre Dame team um, this year than we've seen previously under Brian Kelly. Uh, any, uh, Brian Kelly, I almost I almost let him slip past me, right? I'm <laughs> Run that back. Bring that butt here, boy. <laughs> he thought I forgot about him. I ain't forget about him. Boy, that lack of coaching. Right? Man, that offense was terrible. That LSU, I'm talking about the LSU Florida State game, folks. That offense looked terrible. Defense looked bad. But they actually got it going down late. Florida State should have never let them crawl back in that game. Um, I mean, that was a hell of a play at the end of that ball game, that, that touchdown pass back in the end zone. Hell of a play. But then to come back and get the extra point blocked and not going for the W just sums up what Brian Kelly is all about, right? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's golly. I wish I don't wish I don't wish hatred upon any man, but I don't wish success to him. I mean, he does. He's a snake in the grass. He slips, slithers, and jumps his way around. I just I just don't like him, man. I had a had a buddy of mine even just tell me that um. His first day of practice, he cut all the non-scholarship players. First day, and uh, that that created a pretty big divide between him and his team. So, I mean, I think that just speaks to his character, his coaching style. Just, I don't know, man. I I really don't think he should have left Notre Dame. I think that was his best shot to keep you know staying relevant and getting in the playoffs. Um, I think you going down to the loaded SEC, um, playing playing with LSU, you dealing with Bama, Texas A&M. Um, Georgia, like, bro, it's, it's, it's not sweet down there. And them boys been really down there in them swamps recruiting them boys. So, uh, good luck to you, BK. I don't think it's going to go well for you, though, player. Um, moving on, man. Moving on, moving on. Uh, before we get out of here, man. Before we get out of here, got to talk a little NBA basketball. 76ers signed Montrez Harrell to a two-year deal, man. That is... Should be interesting. I think uh, for the secondary unit, uh, Montrez can be great for the Sixers. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, a huge needle-moving move, but I think it's a good move um, for their bench energy-wise, and I just think he fits Philly's mentality um, and what they want to do. Patrick Beverly's come out and said he's super excited to play with Russell Westbrook. Um, I'm still holding my fingers that we trade him for something um genie again i i don't think you hear my podcast just yet but we over here the lines and laces podcast that would, would tell you whatever indiana is holding you hostage for to get miles bridges and buddy hill just do it just do it 
Like Nike, just do it. Like, golly, man. Like, now we got Patrick Beverly coming out with these fake reports. It's not fake. I'm sure Patrick Beverly truly is, does find Russell Westbrook as a competitor, as anybody would, but he just doesn't fit what we're trying to do in Lakerland, right? So it's time to move on. Like, I don't have $44 million, so I really can't tell nobody to pay somebody $44 million to go home, but I'd imagine if I, you know, can own an NBA basketball team. At that point, I'm just making, you know, smart basketball moves and business decisions. Send his butt home. Send him home. Why Why not? Why not? Like, he's, he's, he's going to be harder to deal with in the building than he is at home. Right? So, uh, I don't know. We will see. We will see. We will see. Well, last topic before, and we want to close it out with something. Just as a question, man. Just as a talking point. And I want all my listeners, if you're a loyal listener, you know you know how to contact me or, you know, the Lines and Laces uh, social media page, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. We're going to be posing this question. Where two Two part. Number one. Where do you think Bronny James is going to play college basketball? Or is he going to play college basketball, I guess? So it's a three-part question. Um, pictures came out today of him on his unofficial or official visit to the Ohio State University basketball program. He looks really good in that scarlet and gray. Not going to lie. Uh, we'll love to see him there. But second part of the question. Is he actually good enough? Or will he be, I should say, good enough to make it to the NBA? Or is he just living off of the hype simply because of his dad's name? Because think about this for a second, right? Michael Jordan is one of the greatest basketball players ever, and none of his sons made it to the league. Now, Marcus, who was really good for UCF at the time, made some noise and had some potential there, but still also didn't make it most NBA players sons and I'm not gonna say all but most don't make it if they do they play a much less much 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 less role than their parent did especially considering the magnitude of LeBron so I don't know man I think Brian is probably gonna make it to the league purely off of the hype um and somebody's gonna give him a chance and he'll probably will end up playing that season with his dad but um do I think he's truly Good enough to have earned it and deserved it. Uh, I don't. So that's that's just my opinion. Y'all let me know what you think. I actually think Bryce, uh, Bryce James, the younger one, the middle brother, um, between him and Zuri, between Bryce, I'm sorry, between Bronny, I'm sorry, and Zuri, is actually going to be the best uh, hooper. Ah, just my opinion. Um, the growth spurt shot up like his dad. I don't think he's done. He'll probably end up. I mean, six six already now. I think he's a freshman or sophomore. Uh, I imagine by the time he's a senior, he'll probably be 6'8 or 6'9, if not 6'10. Um, I think he'll probably be the best. Um, and I think he'll actually be the one to come as close to LeBron as possible. I don't think he'll be a superstar, but I think he'll be decent. I think if you had to compare it to anything, like Tim Hardaway was a really good player. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a okay player I think LeBron is a superstar and Bryce at maximum will be a really good player 
So, my prediction, you tell me if I'm crazy or not. Uh, NFL season is around the corner. If you guys haven't already done your fantasy draft, you should definitely hurry up and do that. Um, I'm in a couple of leagues, so guys, we'll definitely start updating you guys, letting you know how it goes. Uh, right now, one of my leagues, my projections not looking great. So, gonna make some moves and see uh, see what we can trade and kind of shuffle around and uh, get going. So, before week one, uh, yeah, let's stay tuned, man. Let's check out the drama that's gonna happen in. Uh, San Francisco with 49ers and Jimmy G signing back and kind of sitting behind Trey Lance. This is it Trey Lance's team? Are they going to give it back to Jimmy G? What's going on there? Uh, it's going to be some drama there. I'm definitely interested to see how that plays out. I don't think Trey Lance is ready. I think that's why they bring him back. Um, if they was ready, they would have did IE what they did in Kansas City with a pro bowler like Alex Smith. And that's moving on. So, interested to see how all of that plays out. But, Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Because we at the Lines and Laces Podcast will be covering it, making sure we're on top of it all. So thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of the Lines and Laces Podcast, man. One more point of order before we get going. If you guys, if there's ever a topic going on in sports that you would like to hear the opinion of, the Lines and Laces, your illustrious host, Ace Book, kind of speak about. Please find a way to get in contact with me via social media, via personal, and let me know, man. I love to speak on the matter. Love to kind of open the chatter up, open the communication dialogue up between myself and the loyal listeners of the podcast. So, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode, season two, episode two of the Lines and Laces podcast. Thank you so much. Peace. Two fingers in the sky, man.